Buzz. I'm your host, Dayton Olander. Several groups brought suit against the state of Utah for congressional maps they say are a case of illegal gerrymandering. The League of Women Voters of Utah and Mormon Women for Ethical Government joined several individual voters who said they were disenfranchised by the maps, which cut into Democratic-leaning Salt Lake City into four congressional districts. In his monthly news conference, Governor Spencer Cox said he couldn't comment on litigation, but that the maps weren't illegal gerrymandering. At the same news conference, Cox said that everything is on the table when it comes to rising gas prices, which have been brought on by inflation and Russia's war in Ukraine. California lawmakers are expected to announce a $400 tax rebate in response to rising gas prices in that state. Several young Utahns say that states' prioritization of fossil energy violates their constitutional right to life, health, and safety as the earth warms, and have filed a suit against the state. The suit is one of several constitutional cases brought against states by the Oregon-based group, Our Children's Trust, on behalf of the state's young citizens. Yesterday was the first day of the NCAA basketball tournament. Utah's men's team didn't give the state much to cheer about, but the women are doing much better. Grant Birmingham talked to Tribune reporters to find out what to watch. So with us now to talk about the NCAA tournaments is Alex Vehar and Josh Newman, both reporters for the Salt Lake Tribune. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So for men's NCAA basketball fans, there hasn't been a lot to watch this season. However, there's been an exception with the Salt Lake Community College, right, Josh? Yeah, uh, the Salt Lake Community College men's basketball team has been uh, ranked number one in the junior college ranks all season from beginning to now. Uh, They are the number one overall seed in the NJCAA national tournament, which is uh, that level's national championship tournament. Uh, 33-1, and one, uh, there's a handful of Division One recruits uh, on head coach Kyle Taylor's team. Uh, semifinals are Friday, championship game is Saturday. Um, kind of, you know, the junior college stuff doesn't get a lot of love generally. It's um, always under the radar, especially with the NCAA tournament um, getting ready to kick off. But in terms of uh, local basketball, that's, in my opinion, that's the best basketball story going right now is this slick men's basketball team. So, Alex, it's been kind of a disappointing season for men's basketball fans, for the normal powerhouses, University of Utah, BYU. Walk us through what happened there. So from the BYU men's perspective, um, their basketball team had a pretty disappointing season. They really hoped to make the NCAA tournament um, this year. You know, that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, I should say, senior Alex Barcelo came back to the team. You know, he, he used the extra year of eligibility given to players um, across sports uh, because of COVID, you know, to come back and, and bolster his uh, NBA resume and, and kind of get back to the tournament and kind of make some noise with the Cougars. But, um, you know, they kind of sputtered at the end of the season. They lost in the corner in the quarterfinals to San Francisco of, of the conference tournament and, uh, and ended up, in the national invitation tournament. So, you know, not the best season for Mark Pope and the Cougars. Um, Still a lot of young talent on that team though. You know, Fuseni Traore has been a revelation this year in extended minutes. Um, He's only a freshman. You know, you've got Spencer Johnson coming back and, you know, some of these other guys who've gotten extended minutes. Atiki Ali Atiki is another one who's going to kind of be, I think, part of the future of this team. So, uh, bright things ahead, it seems, and we'll see what Mark Pope can do recruiting wise. But, uh, but yeah, in terms of making the NCAA tournament, that was a disappointment for that team not being able to get there. So the good news is there's plenty of great basketball to watch. It's just on the women's side this year. 
both Utah and BYU are in the tournament. Josh, tell us about their their odds of winning a championship this year. I don't know about winning a championship on the women's side, but, uh, you know, look, Utah hasn't been to the NCAA tournament on the women's side uh, since 2011. Um, Lynn Roberts is in her seventh year as head coach. And, you know, obviously this is her first trip to the tournament with Utah. And this has been a steady build, right? It's been, it's been steady, but there's been some detours, right? She shows up here seven years ago. They go to the WNIT three times and, um, you know, they, they have it rolling. And, you know, COVID happens. Um, things went downhill there for a minute. Uh, a, a bunch of players hit the transfer portal. But now you have this kind of infusion of young talent. Um, you know, they have the Pac-12 freshman of the year um, in Gina Neepkins. Uh, Jenna Johnson is a very promising freshman forward. Um, a few other players who have, who have been with Lynn Roberts for, you know, two years and three years. And, you know, they've been building towards this. So, you know, good, good year for the Utah women. Uh, they get to the Pac-12 tournament championship game last week. They lose to Stanford. Getting to the final of the Pac-12 tournament on the women's side is very difficult because this is a very good conference. You know, they beat a good Washington State team in the quarters. They beat a better Oregon team in the semis. Uh, they hung with Stanford for probably most of the first three quarters before Stanford kind of started rolling. You know, so we'll see. I mean, I think their draw is um, – uh, I don't want to call it manageable, but yeah, you know, maybe manageable is the right word. You know, while the men's tournament, all the games on the men's side are played um, on neutral floors. Um, the first two rounds of the women's tournament are played at the top 16 seeds. So Utah on Friday afternoon will play uh, Arkansas in a seven, 10 matchup, which is being played at Texas, who is hosting. And if you beat Arkansas, you know, you'll take your shot against Texas. You know, Texas is the, is the two seed in Utah's region, uh, top six, top seven team in the country. They won the Big 12 tournament last week. So, um, look, Utah's style of play is, you know, they, they want to go up and down. They want to run. They want to score. And if you're going to beat Utah, you're going to have to really score some points. So we'll see if Arkansas can do that. Um, and, you know, if Utah beats Arkansas, I, I think that matchup against Texas, you know, not a gimme that Texas wins that game. I think Utah is very capable of at least making things uncomfortable for Texas with the winner of that one going to the Sweet 16 next weekend. And really quick, let's just end by you guys giving us some some uh, bracket predictions. Who do you have winning it all in the men's side in the NCAA? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's just call it Gonzaga. They're the best team in the country. <laughs> they, they've been, it's, it's like not a very uh, fun pick. It's not a hot take, but they've been the best team in the country pretty much the entire year. What, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say you're wrong right there. Um, Final four at this point, I mean, Gonzaga, Kentucky, I like Kansas, and I like Arizona. And among those four teams, I I really believe that Arizona, Arizona has all the prerequisites, all the, you know, they check all the boxes of a team that you think can win the national championship. All right, we'll have to see how you guys do. Thanks for talking. Thanks, Grant. Utah reported 173 new cases of COVID-19 on Thursday, the sixth day in a row and the eighth day in the past 11 that the figure has been below 200. And finally, Salt Lake City was knocked out of consideration to host the 2024 Republican National Convention. That's it today for the Daily Buzz. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and let your friends and family know about us. I'd like to thank the Salt Lake Tribune's Joel Cardenas for editing the Daily Buzz today and Salt Lake City band the Pelicans for our music. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.